This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. To the Top Talk is presented by 4th Street Bar here in Hattiesburg. Go check them out. They've got specials for Monday Night Football, Chili Dogs, Beer Specials on Bud Light, Dos Equis, Michelob Ultra. You can play football bingo for prizes. They've got 128-ounce beer towers for 20 bucks. Beer and food specials also for Thursday night football. Also, during the week, they've got plate lunches and a sandwich of the week. The 4th Street Bar is your home for all Southern Miss sports. If it's televised anywhere, they will find it and have it on. Best Southern Miss memorabilia collection you'll find even better than my collection here at the crib. Visit our friends at the 4th Street Bar on 4th Street just off of Highway 49 in Hattiesburg. Also... For all of your home, auto, farm, or commercial insurance needs, contact Jason Baker at the Prestige Insurance Agency in Hattiesburg. That's Jason Baker at 601-475-4995. He can help Golden Eagle fans anywhere in the state, Southern Miss to the top. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. What's going on? Greetings and salutations, brother. Uh, quite the week we had, huh, with the, with the game and, and with the... Uh... With your dad and, and with everything else, man, it looks like we've come out the other side, and uh, and we're looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to this weekend as well, and we're going to kick off the show with a quote from renowned philosopher Al Capone, who once said, when I sell liquor, it's called bootlegging. When my patrons serve it on Lakeshore Drive, it's called hospitality. And finally, we are getting some hospitality in the rock this weekend. That's right. Prohibition is being repealed, not uh, and just like Prohibition in the 1920s, it was there the entire time. <laughs> but now right. you can purchase it legally in the stadium. You won't get to leave anymore. Uh, that's fine with me, uh, but you, you will be able to purchase beer and light wine inside the rock. I'm looking forward to it. Never thought we'd see the day. Uh, still haven't got a handle on kind of like what the prices are going to be, but I really don't care. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm expecting. What, what do you think? Like in that seven dollar range, seven eight buck range. I guess it beer? depends. I guess it depends on the size. Like if you go to a Saints game, you know, it's like can be like ten bucks, twelve bucks, but they're usually the very large ones. So I don't know what size. You know, I would imagine they're going to be decent sized cans. Um, I would imagine they're not going to be like 12 ounce, but I don't know. Right. It's, it's one of those things. Where I, to, I mean, like, you know, I'll take whatever at this point. I'm just glad. Yes, that it's, man. If I can just get up and go get a beer 
Um, if that Seats app will work for this, it'd be even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be great, man. I can't, I can't wait. And um, been looking forward to it. They've had the whole month to train now, right? They, they put them on this month-long training deal. So I'm hoping all the all the kinks are ironed out before we even get started with it. And, um, you know, whoever that guy is that, that gets stuck behind the uh, the beer, you know, pulling the taps all day, um, God bless that guy. He's going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I wonder if it's going to be taps or if it's going to be like cans or, or aluminum bottles, or I wonder how that's going to work out. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands. <laughs> or tall cans, as uh, Afro Man was so <laughs> fond of. Indeed. So we mentioned my dad. So when we were doing the show last week, you know, we've been, we've been putting these out like on Sunday nights lately. So last week we did, it was like late Monday night, but we recorded it and I was like, I'm going to go back to the hospital. So I went back to the hospital here in Hattiesburg at Merritt Health, Wesley. I don't even know the name anymore. Mm -hmm. Methodist Methodist Hospital, whatever. And um, they did a heart cath the next day and he had to have triple bypass surgery last Thursday. Um, But he's good. I just wouldn't pick him up. He uh, should be back at home on the coast now. So... All the thoughts, prayers, love, positive vibes, much appreciated from everybody. The the uh, communications department even bought him a little care package from USM, which I thought was really awesome. Cool. Very yeah. cool. So shout out to Jim Cole. Jim Cole, Jim Cole it up. Of course um, it was Jim Cole. Who else would it be? <laughs> that Yeah. Jim Cole has got the uh, hospitality. Well, we're using hospitality for different words now. Hospitality in this case means serving alcoholic <laughs> beverages, but – Jim Jim Cole, a super guy, uh, just a, a real a real treasure for the university here. Sure, I don't want to get too deep into it. We kind of alluded, to, you know, before we get before we talk about this week's game, we have to talk about last week's game against Alabama Tuscaloosa, and you know, it's what it is. It's one, and this is this is kind of like I don't want to get too deep into the stats because I don't really think they matter. But when you think about okay, when I took coaching. At USM, when I was in Mark Manival's class back in the day, the first thing, the first thing he said, the first rule of coaching is never to ask somebody to do something that they're not capable of. And we have to do this all the time. We have to send our players in, into an impossible situation, uh, where you have a budget, you know, what are they like 125 mil more budget than we've got? You can get the biggest, the fastest, and we send them in there in a situation fail. What do you expect to happen? Like, you know, I know sometimes we'll we'll have a run here and there and have some great squads, but I mean, the gap has grown further. I don't really expect anything out of these games other than a nice paycheck. Well, and we talked about it before the thing started. I mean, it's uh, and first of all, this is you know to all those those former Southern Miss teams and former Alabama teams and the great battles that we had through the years, and even you know sometimes if we didn't win, we took it down to the the last minute. Well. This isn't your daddy's Southern Miss, and this isn't really isn't your daddy's Alabama, right? The, like you said, the gap has just grown to a point to where it's just borderline, either unfair or criminal or however you want to talk about it. But they're a lot better um, for a lot of reasons, and most of them have dollar signs right in front of it. But I thought that we played a, a solid game. I thought we still have some athletes. I just thought that, you know, they were just better, right? Like like they're uh, – I think their offense was, was way better than our defense, and I think their defense was just a little better than our offense, right? So 
I think we could have scored a couple more touchdowns. Made me just feel a little bit better. Probably make a lot of people out there feel a little bit better. But at the end of the day, it was a task just monumental might not even do it justice. So we went out there. We get no injuries, I don't think. Um, got $2 million in the bank. So, you know, woohoo! Beer at the Rock. Let's go. Beer at the Rock. That's right. So I don't really take much from the game this past weekend. So I guess if for, for those keeping score at home, I know there are some people who uh, rely on this um, program for their Southern Miss news, so we'll give you just a little bit of that. Uh, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, 49, Southern Miss, 7. I was actually in a meeting, in a work meeting on Saturday, and I was kind of glancing at my phone. And then right the like the last four or five minutes of the half I was able to watch, which ended up being the best part to watch because we scored that touchdown and then we had that defensive stand. So, um, this is funny right here. Okay. This is the total attendance 101,821. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and they were pushing that on the telecast too. I know you didn't see. I don't know if you've watched it. You, know, you, you rewatched it or anything, but yeah, I did. The, the whole, the whole game, just a solid sold out crowd, 101,000 strong going crazy for the tide. And they pan out and I'm like, that whole section's empty. <laughs> That whole section, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of people there. But um, <laughs> it would be like saying, you know, we have 36,000 at every game, and they pan out, and there's nobody in the top corners. And you're going, probably not, <laughs> but whatever. That's just, hey, that, that's how that, that, that side of the world rolls, and um, it just is what it is. Did they hire Brent Jones to come over and count for him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He might have put on one of those football helmets before the game, too. Yeah, that would that would have been great. <laughs> but hey, I thought there were some bright spots though. Um, I know I had to talk to you, and I had to talk to to our good friend Carr. Um, basically, you guys had to talk me off a ledge for you know about our secondary, but in particular when I was talking to Carr, um, and and you talked about it just a little bit ago, saying that we put our guys in impossible situations. We have some young guys playing the corners right against probably the four fastest wide receivers. Um, like Coach Billing said, like in the history of college football. So that, that might be a bit of hyperbole, but the point is they're really, really super fast. Um, we're not extremely deep in that spot. And like Carr said, from his vantage point, you know, they did a lot of double moves and we bit, right? Um, if you don't bite, <laughs> then, um, then, then, you know, uh, they're just probably going to run it. So it's really pick your poison. So, uh, but, but, but there, but there were some bright spots there. There was, you know, DQ Thomas. I mean, have yourself a game, right? Uh, yeah. that guy was everywhere. Look forward to him doing more things this year. And, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, to Michael Harris looked like he belonged again. I mean, a, a converted wide receiver getting most of the carries at running back. So, um, and Jack had some nice throws. So it wasn't the end of the world. I would have liked to have gone a little bit better. Like I said, scored a touchdown or two more. The referees had a little bit to do with that with the non-horse collar call that was right in front of everybody. Um, nobody saw it, including the referee or the guys announcing the game. And then that pass interference on, on the third down stop, you know, if, the, if there was a little bit of momentum to be had, it was probably right there. They were going to punt from their own, I think, eight-yard line. Um, and, of course, there's a pass interference call like 30 yards down the field. And in college football, that's a 30-yard penalty. So other than that, I'm not trying to make it sound like those – you know, those tilted the score of the game in Alabama's favor. I think we're going to lose the game without a doubt. Um, but could we have scored a couple more possibly? And would those, if those calls went differently, would it have helped? Absolutely. It's just frustrating. And, and 
Well, I'll give you two conversations that I've had I had over the summer. Keith Alberstadt, the comedian, uh, mm-hmm. went to Vanderbilt. We were talking in the green room during the Caliendo show, and he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, have you guys ever had? Because we were talking about who we're playing this year, and he's like, have you ever noticed like the officiating in, in Tuscaloosa? And I was like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> let me let me break it down for you. And he had his own story, so I texted him after the game the other day, and you know, he was, I think he was still grumpy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I talked to Matt Wyatt, and you know Matt Wyatt, former Mississippi State quarterback, right. radio guy, he's talking about how many. Now every time you play at Alabama, we play at Alabama, we have to use Southeastern Conference officials. And I think he said, "This is this is me trying to remember these stats off the top of my head." But I believe he said eighty percent of the SEC refs are from the state of Alabama. Is that because like a is that like an elective in high school? Or what? It must be. It must be. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. so they. I mean, I'm not saying you know. And the way the, they the didn't point need is, the like, the, yeah, they don't. They don't need an ounce of help. And these are, in my opinion, just not tough calls to make. Specifically, the horse collar. <laughs> um, that's. I mean, that's a that's a safety issue. That's being you know uh, emphasized from the college ranks on up through the NFL, and it was right there, five feet in front of an official. So I don't know. Whatever. It's. I think Every on that horse collar, I think that some people were yeah. saying that he didn't follow through with it to the ground, and that's why they didn't call it. But, you know, the phantom pass interference as well. It's yeah. like, come on, man. They, they, they got, they got called for one penalty the entire game. And it was a personal foul hit when we were driving the, at the end of the first half. <laughs> really? One yep. penalty? Yep, one mm. penalty. Oh, that's 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 a heck of an advantage. You want to talk about, you know, if you have, okay, so you got more money than everybody else. You have the best coaching staff, probably the best college football head coach in the history of college football, probably the best staff, or at least go up against anybody in the country. On top of that, the the atmosphere, the hundred and one thousand or whatever, um, and then the refs on your side too. You talk about a stacked deck. Goodness gracious, it's amazing we scored a point or made a tackle. And you know, one more thing too. Um, about this game, Kyle Hemby. When I was rewatching the game last night, there were there were two uh, dropped interceptions in that first. There were two chances where he had a really good shot at getting. I mean, they weren't. It wasn't like right in his hands, but it was like he had a shot at it. So there were two times there where he almost could have had a uh, had had two more interceptions to tack on to DQ, DQ Thomas's one. Dude is gonna make some plays before the year's over. Not that he hadn't made some plays already, but but he he's he's ready to bust out, and before long he will. This is the toughest four game stretch that anybody in the country has played, and we've gone over it ad nauseum. But it really has been. Um, you know, you start off with probably the team that's gonna win the SWAC to to uh, to go into Mississippi State for their home opener. Then you go to play Troy on the road after they had a bye, and then you you follow that all up with a trip to Tuscaloosa. Goodness gracious, we need a team like UTEP coming to town. Well, and you factor in too. I mean, I didn't really realize this, and I think that this is something that'll change as we get more into strength conditioning and as some of these players continue to grow. But I mean, we're one of the smallest teams in the country, and you know, two of the teams we played are two of the biggest. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. And, and you know, hey, but uh, uh, this tweet, the tweet from Landon Howell was the best. He said, that's the final from Tuscaloosa, Alabama 49, Southern Miss 1,850,000. Right. <laughs> With the money that's sign. So very, 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 very solid tweet. Very solid tweet. I think it went viral. 
So hey, the other one, um, did you see the black? I can't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, black and gold was black and gold, not black and gold nation, but uh, out of New Orleans, those guys, black and gold guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh it, it, like, like, like we've played, we've beaten Alabama six times through forty-four games or something like that, all on the road, and all misses. It's split, you know, on the road and home, and they've only won ten games. They've like won ten and lost sixty-four, and we've won six and lost forty-two or something like that. Yeah. So just another interesting tidbit. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. So let's move on from let's do it. that. Well, I didn't mention the players of the week. In the press conference yesterday, they did name an offensive player of the week. You would have to imagine that run DMH to Michael Harris came mm-hmm. away with that award. Defense, it was DQ Thomas, and then special teams was Zach Everett. All right, so coming up this weekend, that is Saturday, September the 28th at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. You will get to hear Jason Baker and Marshant Kenny on the call, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> um uh, UTEP with a one and two record comes into the rock, taking on the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, who are now two and two on the year. All time, uh, well, the line, Southern Miss is opened as a 26 and a half point favorite. I think that's kind of shifted a little bit each way. Nothing too major in either direction. So the line right now should be pretty similar to that. I mean, you think about this last week. We were a what thirty nine point underdog, and this mm-hmm. week we're a twenty six point favorite. That's a pretty right. nice swing in the lines in the past two weeks. And you hope it's a game that we can go out and just and finally play that that full game. You know, we hadn't played a full game yet. I thought we played a full game offensively versus Troy, probably not defensively. Um, so we really hadn't played that complete game on both sides of the ball. And um, you know, I'm hoping that we we, we take it to UTEP and and uh, and finally have that game this weekend. Yeah, likewise. I think we have the opportunity to do that. All time, Southern Miss is seven and four against the UTEP Miners. Cause you gotta remember, they didn't really get into Conference USA until, what, a decade ago? Mm-hmm. 2005. And I remember we played them in the Independence Bowl, like in 88, maybe? 87, 88 ish? Mm-hmm. 88. I'm gonna go with 88. So, I mean, we don't have this really long standing history. They, they are a, a program that has, um, they have a little history there. You give us some tidbits on this UTEP minor program. Well, I was uh, I was doing a little research on UTEP, and first of all, just in my daily activities, I was uh, I was I was talking with people while I was working. They said, "Who are you playing this weekend?" I said, "UTEP." About three different people thought that I said Utah. I had to explain, "No, UTEP." And then they said, "UTSA." I'm going, "Okay, look." Uh, most of the people listening to this podcast probably know who UTEP is, but I put together a little fact sheet. So who is UTEP? It's University of Texas, El Paso, originally Texas Western, right? I don't know if you've seen that that uh, 30 for 30 that ESPN did about their basketball program, but it was uh, it was good. Go check it's it terrific, out. Terrific, yes. Yeah. Um, they play at the Sun Bowls. If you've ever been watching the bowl season, you see games going on at the Sun Bowl. That's where they play. Super cool setting right there in the middle of uh, of the mountains. And um, about, uh, I don't know, I could probably throw a football Brett Favre could probably throw a football from the stadium to Mexico, from where they are. So they're that far over there. Joined Conference USA in 2005. Here's a little trivia for you. Their mascot's name is? Uh, Steely Dan. I don't know. <laughs> Pay Dirt Pete. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pay Dirt, Pay Dirt Pete. Pete. I thought you might have ran into him at some of your uh, mascot shenanigans. He was, uh, a little, he was a little behind my time. I was in the old, the old school Conference USA. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, the school was founded in 1914, 25,000 students strong. Um, El Paso is 1,126 miles from Hattiesburg or 19,818 football fields. And if my math's not right on that, I'm sure Nathan Hosey will point it out. Um, their last winning record was in 2014. They went seven and six. Um, and uh, over their last 26 games, they are two and 24. So they're coming in here limping. Um, and we need that kind of team this weekend. I hate to take it out on a conference foe, but I really don't care. We got to go out there and play some Southern Miss football. And this is the team to do it against this week. Uh, I don't, you know, kind of looking through their roster there, they have uh, at least one coach with Southern Miss ties. This is the only one I saw. Joe Robinson, the special teams coordinator. So he was at Southern Miss from like 92 to 98. He was responsible for recruiting guys like DeQuincy Scott, you know, a lot of those Louisiana guys, Brandon Francis. I mean, he was a guy that um, was very well thought of when he was here, and he was an excellent recruiter and, and brought in a lot of that talent that was that helped us shore up Conference USA in the late 90s. So – we we'll get to match up with him. And this this UTEP squad, yes, they are not uh, they're not as dangerous as some other opponents on the schedule. It's just a nice way to put it. But I think that they're starting to play a little harder. Whether or not that translates to anything this weekend remains to be seen. So their first couple of games, their first game they played against Houston Baptist, the Huskies, which is an FCS team. They won thirty six to thirty four. Mm-hmm. So that's not, you know, that was a close one. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was kind of like when we uh, barely snuck by Alcorn, what, five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we were down then. I mean, just to speak to, like, kind of like where they are right now. They've had some success in the past, but, you know, maybe not right now. Not, not that we can overlook anybody. We can lose to, you know, air, but, you know, Hopefully not this week. <laughs> then they lost to Texas Tech 38-3. to And then this past week, they lost to Nevada 37-21. to So they were able to put up three touchdowns uh, yeah. against the Wolfpack. Wolfpack, 3-1 and one on the year. Not a horrible team. That's the fighting uh, uh, Kaepernick's. That's right, the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the box score, where they were able to find their success – was on the ground. They had 162 yards rushing. Um, so you would imagine that's how they were going to attack the Golden Eagles. Their two, their quarterbacks, um, not the best game for either one of them. Uh, Brandon Jones, eight for 11 for 106 yards, one interception. Kyle Loxley, who, if you recall, was arrested for DWI back in the offseason. Marijuana, so I don't really take it all that seriously, but still, he was arrested uh, two for six for ten yards for two interceptions. And there was talk that Brandon Jones might be injured, but his coach, Dana Dimmel, says that he should be available on Saturday as they take on the Golden Eagles. So, you know, I'm just glad to be back in the rock. I know some people get all antsy and they're pantsy about who we play or what. I just, I'm ready to get back to the rock. This is going to be a momentous occasion. Uh, being able to partake <laughs> in the first beverages and man it, it we're already for you know what this will be the fifth game of the season and this is only our second home game sure it just kind of it feels like something's been missing so but we did miss a lot of this uh borderline nuclear weather that we've had lately <laughs> so it should be a really nice temperature this weekend at the rock hey what do you uh if you're utep and you're a running team um i, I would like to think that you would look at southern miss 
and and think that you probably would have more success through the air. But if you are a running team, would you adjust and try to throw the ball more? Which I think will play in our hands. I think our secondary is going to end up being a strength before the year is over. Or do you think you just continue to ground and pound? Or do you get behind early and have to throw it? I think they're going to try to run it. I mean, yeah. even though you know we've had a couple of games, UTEP does not have the offense of maybe all four of the teams we've played mm-hmm. thus far. So I, I don't think that uh, – I wouldn't expect – now, if they're going to do it, if they're going to make a run, I don't think they're going to do it there. I think they're going to go with their bread and butter, which is trying to run the ball. But that being said, I mean, I mentioned the 162 yards on the ground. They still averaged 3.4 yards per carry. So it's not like they were just, you know, burning it to the ground. For us to go from a 39-point underdog to a 26-and-a-half-point favorite, Vegas feels pretty good about our chances. That's a pretty volatile swing. And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, pick center on ESPN.com, and UTEP is 1-2 and two on the year, 0-3 oh against the spread. Well, there you go. So that's still <laughs> – that's a that's a bucket load of points. I think we're 2-2 two and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. So – that's what it is. But but if you look on that ESPN thing, okay, this was not the case in the preseason. So when you look on there in the preseason, I think the ESPN predictor, they're what they use to determine who they think will win and mm-hmm. all this other jazz. Uh, I think they had us going six and six if you counted them up. But now there isn't a game on the rest of their matchup predictor where they don't have us favored, according to their football power index. You have to take it with a grain of salt, obviously. You know, we got a lot a lot of football left to be played, certainly, you know. Um, but the matchup predictors have us winning every game the rest of the year. So, hey, if if that happens, then our good friend John Adam Hackney might get his twelve win year. He could. He have to get a little help there at the end, but <laughs> right? we'll take it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I don't. That would be tremendous. But hey, that's that's a tall tall task. Yeah, first things first. Got to happen this weekend. And you know, I I know we're kind of glossing over this, like like it's a, a foregone conclusion. It. We've been around long enough to where we know there are no foregone conclusions. You know, you think back to Austin Davis at UAB, you know, right? That 30 degree game, we got up really, really quick and let them hang around and lost it and pretty much cost ourselves the sugar bowl. <laughs> um, so, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, that being said, it would be a, a pretty monumental upset. When you're looking at that kind of point spread and you're looking at, you know, the ESPN thing saying we have a 96% chance of winning. Um, that's as close to a lock as you can get if you go out there and you play Sutter Miss football and finally have that dominant effort that we haven't seen on both sides of the ball this year yet. Uh, so, like I said earlier, I, I think this is the I think this is the game where we're finally going to get it done. So Saturday, the high is not it's it's got not a cloud in the sky according to the forecast. You know how that goes. Ninety two is the high. Sixty nine is the low. So it should be a very very nice evening to get out and enjoy some Southern Miss football. I'm excited to get back out to the tailgate. I uh, had a blast last time. We're going to probably have even more fun this time around. Back to Oh, back to the game. Um, you know, we, we mentioned the quarterback for UTEP being banged up. I'm not entirely certain of their injury situation outside of that. Fully expect Travinsky, Mosley, Coker Wright, and Rakeem Booth um, not to be available this week, but possibly returning in the next few weeks after that. Terry Whittington, I don't think, played the other day. Hmm. I did, you know, I did. I looked back at the, at the uh, you know, at the list of who played and who didn't. Didn't see his name on there, so I'm. Um, I hope everything's okay with him because you know the staff they don't speak on injuries. That's just kind of their 
status on. And why would you? Right? Yeah. I get that it. That being said, I'd really like to know about Mosley. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a bye week coming up next week, right? Bye week yeah, next bye week. Yeah, bye week next week. Um, so you can kind of get through this week, get through a bye week. Um, that would be, what, week seven as far as Mosley being out? Week six so or seven. This is five, six. So seven so, would be. Yeah, I don't know if it would be back that soon, but yeah, we were kind of led to believe that you know worst case scenario season, but best case scenario four to six, so that would be right in that range. Got some promotions going on this weekend. It is high school band day, so they're going to have all the band members up there in the stands. Faculty and staff appreciation day, youth sports day, and they're doing a William Carey student special for the uh, tickets. So be sure that you. If you're a William Carey student, and I don't, I don't know what kind of numbers we're, we're running with the William Carey crowd, but if you're listening to the show and you want to go check it out, by all means, do so. Yeah, They're also, well. yeah, might as well. They're, I don't think they have a football team. It's so. Division one football in your city. Yeah, get over to the ball. I wouldn't watch some baseball games this year, right? Yeah, that's right. Come get on, drunk. Come, come, come tailgate. Also, this weekend they're they're doing a thing where the home side. Where's gold? So this splits right down the goalpost in the end zone where we sit. That mm-hmm. side, where's gold? And then the visitor side slash student section, where's black? That's what they're pushing this week. So um, if, if that is you, check out your seat numbers and plan accordingly. I bet the students are really glad this is not a 2 o'clock kickoff wearing black. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, man, that's like – that's the side that is in the sun. <laughs> You know, even at six o'clock, there still will be some sunlight over there on that side of the stadium. So hopefully it's not too brutal. But I mean, it's, you know, it'll be a little bit cooler than it would have been, say, when we played Alcorn. So hopefully that won't be too cumbersome. Um, Some other news. Ito Smith put in concussion protocol after taking Mm. a nasty hit this past weekend for his Atlanta Falcons. And I think that's it, man. You ready to shut it down? Shut her down. You guys can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at bumper J Bailey, Facebook as well. Instagram as well. Got to give our shout out, shout out to our presenting sponsor Four street bar. Go by, check them out this weekend. Uh, check out all the games, uh, tailgate, get all the, get all the food and the booze and then come over and, and enjoy some Southern football with us. Shout out to College Sports Unfiltered. You want to go jibber-jabber with Southern Miss fans on their message board, check them out. Shout out to Jason Baker at the Prestige Insurance Agency. Shout out to Susan Bailey, mom. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Jason, you got any shout outs? Um, yeah, shout out to whoever that guy was that tweeted at us that he was the Red Bull guy that supplied Fedora. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was so cool. Um, love to shake that guy's hand. Um, and also, um, just another, another time, another uh, shout out to Four Street Bar. I hate to keep doing it. But, um, man, I had like so many people come up to me and say, man, I love the Four Streets behind you guys. I'm like, well, man, go in there and eat something, you know? Tell, tell them to the top talk sent you and just totally baffle the bartender. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cool place, man. It's my favorite place to go in Hattiesburg. And, um, yeah, go in there and buy some stuff, eat some stuff, drink some stuff. See, you mentioned the Fedora thing. So Fedora posted on Facebook uh, a picture of him and Matthew McConaughey. So we just we kind of t- stole it and then altered the caption on it and posted the, the, it again. The jokes just start to write themselves. Yeah. I mean, that would be the – I would just – I mean, if you could get a, 
a camera to follow those two around hanging out together. I would watch that. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see the Sklar brothers just look at that picture and just go like just <laughs> back and forth, just volley back and forth with uh, with captions. Just riffing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I will say this for a go. So I'm super excited about this game this weekend, dude. I turned down a killer gig this weekend. I know. This game. So I was wondering if, what you're going to do. If we don't, we got to win this one. <laughs> yes. We got to win this one. Would have been huge, but I was able to pass it off to a good buddy of mine. So that's that that that's cool. Maybe next time. But uh, you guys come out, tailgating all day. The game starts at six. Come out. You're not going to be able to leave this time, but you'll be able to buy some beer in the stadium. I think ticket sales are going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually looked at the tickets just to kind of see how they looked, and it looks like we're having a pretty solid draw for this game. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, but both the lower decks have been sold out for a couple weeks, I think. You know, so. I think I think their promotional tickets were sold out, but I don't think the all of the tickets. I mean, if you look at the map, there's still some tickets on there. Okay. Because I th- I thought the same thing by the tweet they did, but it must have been just the uh, just the promotional tickets they were running a couple of weeks ago. They sold out of those. Either way. Either way, yeah. It's it's. I mean, either way, it's a really solid turnout. There's beer at the Rock. Beer at the and it's white, good weather and a team we're probably gonna beat. And light wine, so. Don't yeah. know what that is, but there's beer at the Rock. I wonder if that's like White Claw. <laughs> if it is, then I'm going to spend a $1,000 and my wife's going to be with me. <laughs> all right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Follow to the Top Talk uh, on all the social media websites, like we said. Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rate. Thank you for the ratings lately, by the way. We're racking in all the ratings. Cool. Uh, um, if you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show... Tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>